Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Oh, another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast, Bethel Duran, Ricky Romero, Josh Tolley, and it's a week after Thanksgiving. It's our first show of December, winding down the year. Uh, before we get to Ricky, Tolley, what's up with the gray, man? You're looking smooth. Yeah, yeah I was about to gray stress. going. A lot of stress, a lot of stress in my life with these kids running around. You know that. <laughs> you should know that better than anybody. You got older ones. Yeah, but my, it's like. The podcast we started this year with you, you were clean, baby looking, like I'm ready to play. Now you look like the grizzled, like salty vet coach who's like been on the buses for 30 years. It's hunting season. It's also cold out there, man. They need that extra fur. Yeah, you need the extra fur. Yeah, that's true, Rick. You're dang right. Yeah, it's great to be back. Yeah, we missed you totally. Uh, People always ask when uh, when you're going to be on the show and it's become such a funny bit that uh, on Instagram when they send me a message like, oh, totally wasn't here. Was he on the roof? Uh, was he in a chimney? Was he hunting? Or was he with the old people? And I didn't understand the old people one, but I forgot you were at fantasy camp. Yeah, which was freaking <laughs> awesome. That was great. How Rick, great was that? Rick, you've done fantasy camp, right? We, we, we did, yeah. Unfortunately, it's not being done anymore. Um, but, yeah, I, I was part of uh, three of them, and they're, they're fun, man. I mean, when you get you get to see the – the fans, the uh, fans who are big time fans who are pay, who pay to come to these events and play games. I mean, the the kicker is though, JT, you know this. Um, it, it's it really isn't easy because these dudes are playing like two games a day in cleats. They're not used to doing that, um, you know, and they're they're long games, long days, and shoot, I mean, it's it's tough for us to be in cleats for nine innings. Can you imagine guys who are not used to being in cleats for nine innings and, and they have to do it uh, two times a day? It's it's crazy. <laughs> These dudes play like 60 innings in a week. No! Yeah. Yeah. And not, I, I apologize, not a week. I had that wrong. Monday to Friday. What? Oh, oh yeah. I thought it was just go for the weekend and you play a couple games and that's it. It gets serious, so it, man. It's about rings. But these guys are like in their 40s and 50s, right? Some older. Yeah. Yeah. There's, we had a guy in the 70s. I I don't know. I, I'm going to have to get permission to show you this video. Or should I just show no. it to you? <laughs> no, no. It's, no, no. We're getting in trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's just, it's one of the guys catching and it's hilarious. Oh, uh, no, don't it's do hilarious. that. All right. I wouldn't do it. We call him the skeleton. He was like 70 years old. And just grinding it out back Wait, there. Was he was terrible. 70 and catching? Yeah. 
Josh, did you guys have a training room? Isn't it funny yeah. as shit? Every yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I was actually going to try to snap a photo of the line um, like the third morning. The line was from at, at the Mets complex was a whole row of lockers in line just to get onto a table. And then 30 <laughs> minutes of work. Guys were getting there at like six to get treatment. Yeah. You've never uh, smelled more uh, icy hot Bengay Tiger Bomb than than these dudes put on, man. It's it, it it's a grind, and again, they you can tell the first like two days they're super excited. It really hasn't really kicked in yet, and then by middle of the week, man, they're just. <laughs> hey, hey, how about the hot and cold tubs? You could not pay me to sit in those things. No, no, no chance. Whoa, they do that too. Not Oh yeah. yeah, and like they get, hey, they'll load them up. There'll be eight dudes at a time in those things. <laughs> yeah, they, it's pretty much they get a big league treatment. A little bit of the the a little bit of the of what it's like to be a big leaguer. You know, they get big league uniforms, uh, pretty nice spreads, um, and yeah, hot tub, cold tub, trainers, all that shit, man. They get it all, and they they, they, they get a little bit of a taste. Wait, is it Rick? Is this one where you talk about where you go to dinner and you were like with George Bell and Bartha and all these guys talking? Yeah, yeah, Do the yeah. players get to hang out with you guys too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, some of these some of these dudes are, and I'm sure Josh would would attest to this. Some of these dudes are like really, really successful people in life. Oh. Like they come from like wealthy like business owners to like lawyers to like dude, you you. You meet all kinds of people at those places, and actually, it's a good networking place where you get to um, network and and really? and and strike friendships with these guys. So you do, and and um, it is interesting. I actually spoke with a guy last night for forty five minutes who was at fantasy camp, who's a retired NYPD guy, and I have to tell you, like, it, it seems crazy, but it was so awesome to like build those relationships. I was at Rockaway Beach uh, Friday, last week Friday, and I was texting the guys and they all live close by. They're like, next time you come down into the city, I'll take you out to dinner, we'll go do this. To me, that's the cool part of it, is honestly is networking. And listen, hey, we had freaking guys that were hedge fund guys, we had billionaires, we had freaking construction work. I mean, the, the list is, successful guys doing a lot of successful things it was it was really cool to see uh and the passion hell the passion they have rick is is insane hey you know what now while while we're on this you think we should just start a blue jays one see if we can rent it out from billy warlord billy warlord (laughs) billy warlow um Dude, it would be awesome. I mean, shoot, it, 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 I'm sure it's a lot of work. Um, I don't know what what it would take, but it is. It, it it like, I've talked to a few people who are part of it with the with the Blue Jays ones that I was a part of, and they and they miss it, man. They 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 want to see how how is it possible to bring it back. Um, but yeah. shoot, I don't. I wouldn't even know where to start on that. But you know, again, <laughs> Beto, it's you know these are successful people, but obviously it's not something that's pretty cheap. Yeah, I, I just think that what you're saying, because, see, I'm thinking, I, I've heard of these fantasy camps before, but I never would have thought, but I didn't know you get a whole week and uniform and spread like that. That's got to be at least five, six grand or something like that. Hey, yeah. no, but the best part, um, I don't know how it was for Josh, but it's when you're sitting in the clubhouse with the with some of the old timers, dude, and they're just fucking yeah. going off on stories. Like, so, you know, 
for like our clubhouse was George Bell, um, you know, Cito Gaston, Dwayne Ward, um, just a bunch of old dudes, and they're just going off telling stories about about their time, you know. And and it's it, it, to me, I just sat there quietly and just listened. So yeah, so we had a locker that was designated to Joe Boo, which is where all the booze went. So all the liquor, all the liquor went into that into that locker. And after every day, we would sit around in a circle around the locker and same thing, like listen to Ron Swoboda tell stories, Mookie Wilson, Doc. Like it's it's the same exact thing is sitting around telling stories. Next thing you know, you can't you got in at 4:30 in the afternoon from your last game and you're sitting there just hammering away telling stories and all of a sudden you realize you have a seven o'clock dinner <laughs> we and guys are like scurrying to shower and get out of there just to get to dinner right that's the best part man honestly that's, that's the, the best part. nothing beats that and, and I uh, no. but though I shared some of this not like like in detail what goes yeah. on, but like you know just like the storytelling and all, all that stuff that's that i mean you would agree too josh that's what you miss about being in uniform and i think that week yeah. uh, it gives you that like that passion back and um and being able to be around guys storytelling it, the the world of baseball is amazing and the stories that you're able to tell and and all the shit that i mean some of these dudes like played in the big leagues for 15 20 years and and they yeah. have just so many stories and it just seems like they never forget you know they never forget where it fucking 1979 and 1978 type stories and you're just like what the hell you know 1980s and the 90s when the blue jays were successful and all that um is that where you were with fred mcgriff uh no mcgriff wasn't a part of that oh okay yeah the crime dog but just being it sounds like you guys the players get a lot out of it too compared to just the cappers because you get that week of that camaraderie. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I probably got more out of it, to be honest with you. Huh. I really did. That's cool. That's cool. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's cool, man. It's cool. It's cool from the from being around a lot of successful people and then being in front of uh, legends, you know, that, that you grew up watching or, you know, and, 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 and stuff like that. Like for me, George Bow is the first one that comes to mind and he's just, dude, he's funny as shit. And I fuck with him so much. And <laughs> it's just one of those things where, um, you know, we, we, to this day, we still, we always keep in touch and he's always talking shit to me and yeah, just a cool. good dude. Just everything's cool, man. Everything about that week is cool. And shoot, Josh, if we're able to bring that back one day with the Jays, I would yep. be sick. That's what Derek, who's watching right now, says. Because you know, if the Jays fantasy camp will ever happen again, well, the who knows? Never say never. Yeah, I, I, I truly don't know. Um, you, well, you yeah. know, so like the Reds, for example, aren't affiliated with the Reds. They run it as the Reds camp. I'm sure there's some sort of revenue uh, stream for them or a split of some sort. But it's mm -hmm. a, done by an outside, an outside entity. Does it? Huh. Like, fuck, I mean, hell, we could we could easily do that. All right, so there it is. The Josh totally experienced. We're gonna go to his uh, farm and we're gonna go hang out, and you're gonna have dorms inside the barn, and we'll be ready to go. Let's do that. And you guys will and you guys will never leave if you come up here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you don't have country. You don't have tortillas. There's baby. no tortillas up there, bro. I'm leaving quick. <laughs> yeah, we we have Las Chicas and Ernestos. It's good. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, uh.
Hey, next week I'm coming in with my lunch, and you're going to see the yeah. outstanding Mexican food that we have here. I, I don't doubt it. Hey, because Mexicans are everywhere, man. I do not doubt that there's some good Mexican food up there, but you're telling guys are in L.A. Re this past weekend, you would have loved it. Uh, we had the Ricky Romero second annual baseball camp in East Los Angeles where Ricky grew up, and the most important thing totally was the fact that Ricky put in an order for tamales. Like I saw the, the kids yeah. were there, all that other stuff. Once the tamale showed up, Ricky was a kid in a candy store. He's like, hell yeah. And I, I was mad, but the plan was they, they brought like pan dulce, which is like sweet bread from one of my favorite uh, uh, bread making uh, store in East LA. Uh, shout out to Razo, who, who did all that work. And he brought tamales from East LA. And the whole plan was that we were going to get there early, shoot the shit, eat, but um, we didn't have keys to the to enter the the facility, so there was no way of eating it. So I felt a little bit rushed in eating my shit. So next time, clean that shit up, Beth. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah, so clean it up. Hey, it's our second annual. We're we're learning how to do this. So give you guys the background of it of what's going on. So. Uh, in our group chat that we want totally to be involved with, but he can't because he only answers every four days. So that's why he's not in. It's a bunch of guys that just go back and forth. And a few years ago, we said, Ricky always said, ah, it would be nice to do a camp in East LA where I grew up. And he's like, I don't know how it does. I don't know how to do this on logistics. In our group chat, we have people who do everything. And I would say I'm the ringleader coordinating things because, you know, I talk to everybody. I'm like, you totally. It'd be like if you were trying to do a camp in uh, Owego, New York, right? Or in Illinois. You, you know people. You make things happen. So. Yeah. Done. I said, let's go. We got the ball rolling. We did it a couple years ago at, at high school. Had no idea what we were doing. Successful. This year, we did it again. And the gist behind it is uh, we take 50 kids from the East Los Angeles area where Ricky grew up, and they have to apply. They apply by giving us their GPA, and they write a paragraph why I should go to the camp. We don't ask the coaches, hey, send us your studs. We don't do any of that. Uh, we just have a requirement that you fill out the paperwork. You show your responsibility about that. And the committee goes and reads through it. Hey, I like this kid's answer. Um, and then some answers are not that good, so we get eliminated. We had over 100 kids apply. Totally, uh, you'll like this one. One of the uh, reasons that I should go, the paragraph said, because I'm a stud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bring it on, kid. Let's see what you got. Yeah, he didn't make the the process. I would say not. Yeah. I would say not. But on the flip side, oh, go ahead. Let's, let's, let's rewind a little bit. The reason we're not in as much as we would like to, Beto, take 100 kids, it's just the, the facilities, obviously, the capacity, um, all the restrictions that are going on yeah. right now, we, we just can't do it. Um, obviously, the goal of ours is to, to make it grow to where maybe we turn it into a two-day camp. But as of right now, obviously, a lot of a lot of kids are like, "Well, why didn't I get chosen? Or what what's going on? Or how can I get in?" And it's like, it's not really nothing against some of the kids. It's just there's a capacity, and and that's why we weren't able to take every single one of them. Yeah, and also, oh, so we're not, it's not like we're going and recruiting like the best kids in the area. It's yeah. more of give them an opportunity instruction. So we take kids that are in the varsity area. We we figure things out. We look through it, and we do a little research on them. So it's pretty cool, and. We just want to get the kids that appreciate it. Because, you know, when you do something for free, totally, sometimes people ask for a little bit too much. But every single kid there appreciated. Um, we also taught the responsibility. like, okay, here's your, when you apply, here's the deadline. We started getting parents like, oh, my son applied late. Like, oh, sorry. You're out. You're like, out. Teach responsibility. And uh, we had an RSVP. You had an RSVP by a certain deadline. Some kids didn't RSVP. And because they didn't, we took other kids who did. So, yeah. 
and we we explained to them the first hour like the responsibility what you have to do. Uh, it was cool, and uh, Ricky uh, brought a, a Jordan Aboitis, who's a grad assistant at Long Beach State, who you play with in Tijuana. He runs the camp. It's just so many different moving pieces, and it was so fluid. Totally, it was like wow, we really pulled this off. Uh, let me give you guys a background before. And I work at CBS2 here in Los Angeles, and I was able to bring out the cameras. And this feature ran on Channel 2 yesterday. Former Major League pitcher Ricky Romero teamed up with current and former pros to host his second annual baseball camp last Sunday at East L.A. College, where 50 high school kids received free instruction. Here's a look back at the camp and how Romero brought it all together. It's always been a dream of mine to be able to do this. I didn't think it was possible, but it all started in a group chat, and, and here we are. We're hosting our second annual camp. Uh, it's so far, it's, it's a great turnout, great weather. Coming back here it just brings a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions. But I still remember coming here as a young kid. You know, my, my dad used to play Sunday League, and this place did not look like this. The community here doesn't have enough of uh, baseball support as it should have. I think the best part about this camp is that it's one, it's free. Um, I've had tremendous, I have tremendous friends that have been able to put this together. Pick up the pace. On the next one, we're going back pedal. Feels great, feels great giving back. Uh, you know, baseball's given me a lot, buddies with Ricky, so to be able to come back and give back is, it's a great feeling always, to be able to do that through the sport, so it's good, it's good. Next one, next one, all right. It's the least I can do for, you know, kids that I want to set the example for the next generation of their youth you know, for their kids to be able to come back and then come back and do the same thing. So when we were driving in here today, me and my little one, I remember coming out here, growing up in West Covina, just brought back so many memories of at that age and a little bit younger of, okay, this is what I should be doing. Well, no one really gave me instructions when I was a kid their age, so just have someone pick their brain a little bit, being out here, if they have questions, I'm here, you know, just to be a role model to these kids. I can't stop smiling, you know, honestly, inside me, I, I have so many emotions, and I, I know what it's like to grow up in this in this area, you know, and, and, and nobody's gonna come here and pay $150 for one day, it's it's more just, hey, I wanna inspire, that's it, and if I, if I inspire, then I've done my job. Uh, Ricky Romero, such a great guy while he was playing ball, and it's good to see he's still doing big things in the yeah. community. Yeah, love to see what they're doing. Absolutely. There it is. There it is. That's the feature I ran on CBS. It's going to run again this Sunday. Uh, longer form uh, is actually going to be the hometown hero. Ricky's going to be nominated for that. Uh, All right. Yeah, so it's really cool. So that. that was the feature. So that was it, man. It's like little chills. I got there. Like, it, it, you know, I, I helped bring the camera out there, and I actually interviewed Ricky about it. But just re-watching it, like, it's like chills, man. It's just so cool to be involved with something like that, man. You know what's cool about it? It's it's obviously hosting that is amazing and, and seeing the kids face this. But, you know, some of these kids really, to be honest, Josh, <laughs> probably don't know who I am. But to see their faces when a Noe Ramirez walks in, when a Jesse Chavez walks in, when J.P. Crawford walks in, you can just tell the whole place is like, like you know, you picture yourself as a young kid and you, you meet a big leaguer for the first time. Like, yeah. you're so giddy and you're so happy and you can just tell he – he uh when jp crawford because he came in a little late um and and shout out to him for 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 coming out and helping us um he you can just tell the whole place lit up even more and uh and one of the one of the cool stories about it is we were doing the pitching station and uh you know that uh alan trejo from the colorado rockies and and jp crawford were running the infield uh area and it was we were kind of winding down on the pitching area and they were watching jp uh take ground balls and this kid goes he's like wow man 
how does he make it look so easy? <laughs> Just the amaze, like how amazed they were by by what by what these guys are able to do. Obviously, you know, and it, it, it's special. And and I turned around to the kid and I was like, all he's doing is slowing the game down. And he kind of looked at me like, what? I was like, yeah, that's all he's doing. It looks fast, but I guarantee, like, you, he's talking as he's doing it. So obviously, he's slowing it down. He's like saying, "All right, this is how you do this. You're setting your feet. You grip. You do. You put your glove right here, and then you 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 turn the double play. You you feed it like this. And but the way he was doing it was so smooth. And and these guys were just in awe of that. And and that to me was like one of the memories that 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 kind of pops into mind from this weekend. I I just can't. I, I so I had followed it. Um, a little bit on on the Instagram and stuff, but it was it's amazing to me. I had no idea that it was the the format that you use, right? 150 applicants, 50 get picked. To me, I think that's what sets the standard because as I see, because I am I am in this youth space a little bit right now, and there are a lot of people out here for money grabs. Um, mm-hmm. So for you to be able to do that, number one, and number two, it's like. The right guidance and it's no knock on anybody else but you know what it looks like charlie yeah. knows what it looks like it like every that group has been there and done it so yeah. you you're giving them free advice which which parents in today would pay an arm and a leg you could go yeah. run another you, you could go run another camp for the other 100 kids that didn't make it or how many ever kids and charge them 50 bucks and you'll have 500 applicants yeah. like people will will do it and and for you to to do it just to like pass as as Shavi said to like pass on to the next generation because that's we we've talked about it a thousand times on this show is that's what's missing in today's game is like we need to get back to the to the pastime of the game um, no, and I, I I think it's huge and honestly having uh coach uh George Horton coach uh Ray <coughs> Vanderhoek were the coaches mm-hmm. at Fullerton when I was there Horton was the head guy and uh and Hooky was the hitting coach and then eventually took over. Um, having those two guys come out and talk, uh, you know, they grew up in that area, similar. Uh, coach Horton coached at Cerritos Junior College, which, which isn't too far. Um, to have them come out and be supportive and, and shoot a bunch of ideas at me about how to make this grow um, left me just like in awe and, and just thinking like, okay, what's our next move? Yeah. Like as soon as this camp wrapped up, I texted Beto, what's our next move? How do we do this? How do we get these guys exposure? Because the inner city right now, Josh, honestly, it's being forgotten. They're, they're really, if, if you're not paying top dollar to be in the top showcases in the country, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. That's pretty much, you're, you, nobody's watching you. And and these coaches, uh, Hookie and Horton were like, dude, there's a ton of D1 talent here, but it's impossible for us D1 coaches to come watch these guys during the week when we're in season. It's just not possible. So if you're not attending a top, a top uh, showcase, like the perfect game and all that other stuff, which costs a couple thousand to go. Inner city kid, you know, does not know about a showcase. Who's gonna pay? I don't know what it costs to go to those showcases. I don't even want one day. uh, I think one day or one weekend. You get a. um, a Only because I know I'm dealing with this right now. Perfect game. I think is seven ninety five or something like that to get your numbers and then play a game. Yep, seven ninety five. Boys, that's the entry fee, not alone hotel and travel and everything yeah, else. Exactly uh, but right. It also, uh, so yeah, you're right. Uh, we had this, and you know, you have instruction. Then some of these kids, I was walking around just taking pictures, and one of the kids like, 
Is that all you guys do? All all we did totally was teach him fundamentals. It was you go to the infield, you learn fundamental, outfield fundamental, hitting fundamental. It was no game, no. What keeps are we gonna hit? Like no, just take fundamentals. And I, I, JP Crawford said to one of the kids, "We do this every day. Yeah. The cone, the drill. That's it. Basic fundamentals." And hey. the kids like, "Really?" <laughs> that's why I said. That's why I said at the end of my speech, I was like, "If if you guys think this is boring, this is what big leaguers do in spring training, early work during season. It just it never stops." It just never stops, and that's why these guys perfected at a level that, you know, you only yeah. see in the big leagues, yeah. and, uh, and 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 that's why and 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 you can tell uh, who said it best, uh, uh, Jesse Chavez. He came up to me and he's like, "You know what the best part is, dude? The best part about this is that none of these kids have egos. They're all so locked in on you when you're talking to them." Yeah. And I was like, "Bam! This that this uh -huh. is the type. That's the type of kids that I want." You know, I don't want kids yeah. that are like, oh, well, my coach came out and said that my coach said you don't do it like that. Or no, that's not the way I do it. Like everyone was just like this, like just looking up like nah. our, our, we got some good kids. Our, we got some real good kids because that's, be, that's because you vetted them. That's yeah. because you vetted them. Like that's just that's the nature of it. Yeah. And it wasn't like we said, OK, coach, you give me your best kids. Give me your best guys. It was like, no, here, coaches, here's the applications. We didn't take anybody's consultation. I'm like, like we had a couple were like, hey, what about this kid? But like. He didn't apply. We're not going to put him in. They're like, oh, he's yeah. great. He could be one of the potential. It's like, well, if he didn't have the time to apply for us, then sorry. The time to apply for, yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. So it, it's interesting. And, and to that model, and I've done this with the 10, my, my oldest son's travel team that I'm helping with, is it started off as like eight players. Now, all of a sudden, everybody wants to play, and we have 19 players, right? Oh. And the model the model is, is to take – each let's say a kid's a, a a d player make him a c player make the c players a b player b players an a player a a plus players and i think that's kind of like what you're doing is like you don't have to be a stud to come to this camp nope. we're going to get you better and if you're a c player we're going to get you when you leave you're going to have more knowledge and you're going to understand and you're going to be able to practice to get yourself to be a b player yeah and i that's that's the name of the game dude right now that's, and that's, that's the one thing coach horton said in in his speech he said Go home, go home, or you know, right after this camp is done, write down three, four, five things that you learn and that you want to perfect. And trust me, if you do that and you really shoot for those goals, you'll attain them. And then he obviously told some stories about what with me and 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 stuff like the 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 hills that I had to climb to get to where I was at at Cal State Fullerton. So um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 to me, the application cool. part is. Yes, Josh, just because it, it one, it teaches them a little bit of discipline and hey, if you want to go to college, this is the type of shit that you gotta do. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually going to I'm going to steal that with some of my high school catchers that I do. I'm just gonna make them do that. Just and maybe yeah. maybe maybe a winner gets um, a month of lessons free Something. just for doing it. This yeah. dude, this is talking to Beto yesterday, we were texting back and forth, it has opened my eyes. And it's just like, yeah, it's it's bigger than that, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. The, the cool thing is, it's uh, parents were there, and we talked to them also. The, so the first hour, they get instruction for our good friend Dr. Hadigui, who used to work at USC. He's the one who tells the uh, athletes how to stay eligible, <clears throat> how to get into college. And these kids, totally, these kids were the first hour is like, okay, who wants to go to play in college? All the hands go up. Who knows about financial aid and the NCAA clearinghouse? No hands go up. And he's like, 
here's the paperwork. He hands out the paperwork. Here's how you guys fill this out. Here's how you do that. And it's just like, like one kid I talked to on the side was like, was like, dude, like, what do you want to do? He's like, oh, I have a, I, I want to be an engineer. I want to go to Wake Forest, Georgia Tech. And I'm like, hmm. I looked at his GPA because I looked it up. He has a 4.2. Grade wise, he can go there. Athletic wise, he's not there. And I even told him like, would you be willing to go somewhere smaller? Like, have you ever heard of Carnegie Mellon? Have you ever heard of like yeah. some other schools? He's like, no, no. I'm like, you ever heard of Caltech? He's like, yeah. Do they have baseball? I'm like, you. This kid wants to be a rocket scientist. Like, like use that there. Then he gave me the, yes. well, there's no money for financial aid. I'm like, dude, if you need something for college application, get, I'll give you the eighty bucks right now. Like, don't ever let anything stop you from going there. And that was yeah. part of what it is. And that that's what makes it awesome, man. Yeah, that, and and like again, these kids. I mean, I had a ton of kids asking questions and and actually being interactive and and yeah that's what you want out of this camp you know and i said you know look at all the talent that's behind me like these guys are here for you guys we're volunteering our time we're not charging you any money ask ask away ask away and and honestly the the team that that we assembled this year was unreal man yeah. like I, I i still i'm still in awe of everything that we accomplished and I know I've gone back and forth with you, Beto, um, yeah. and and is, is, this is I feel like this is only the beginning. We've oh yeah, making it expand a little bit more and 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 getting these kids some exposure, some uh, you know D one uh, junior college, uh, NAIA D two, whatever it is, but just getting them out of here and and it, I I just Coach Horton and Hooky were like um, amazed by one or two of the players. They're like, "Whoa, this guy can play for me if I was still coaching," and I'm like shoot like like yeah. I, I need more more i need real uh like these, yeah these guys fired i was like i need these d1 schools here then if, if, if these guys are saying it i need the d1 schools with eyes on this kid yeah like so, so our plan is to obviously um you know host some type of game and 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 kind of make it a bit nice. of an event in la and the community so yeah yep. let me let show me you, uh, you some skipper let me know if you need a skipper actually yeah I do. we do so the, the totally the, the plan is now, dude. I swear, and people like, all right, I'm gonna say this. Ah, the wives ain't watching. Look, the wives on that hate the group chat because we're always on it, laughing and throwing a bunch of bullshit, right? But the good thing came out of it, and now we're planning an all star game in the works for it uh, after the high school season, the Ricky Romero East LA All Star Classic, and Coach Horton and Vanderhook, the Cal State Fullerton Legends, are gonna coach it, and we're gonna try to get former players, guys who are around, to be the assistants. To help out stuff like that um you, we'll give you a team yeah you, you know just tell me i mean i i i would i would love to be part of something like that i i really would it's this is this is my passion this is where we know this is where i have entrenched myself in the last 24 months yeah. and like i can't get my head out of it like yeah. it is something that watching these kids be left behind because of yeah. those things exactly they don't know where to go they don't know what to do they're paying three yeah. grand for this league and five grand for this and seven grand for this it's like it's tough That's what, i mean like it, when i when i when i heard coach say that about a specific player i was like oh my god like what we're, we're doing a disservice now like we 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 got to get these these wheels going so that these guys yeah. get the exposure yeah. and not miss out on a opportunity of a yeah. lifetime uh, uh, i would say I want to see big leaguers, yeah. you know, out of that area. I want to see them just go to college, man. If you have 4.0, go to – apply to Harvard, Yale, whatever. But uh, a, oh, yeah. I would say of those, maybe five kids play legit travel ball of the 50 we took. 
uh, that are out there doing it. But let me show you some pictures, Tully. Uh, so if you look at the blue, those are all the campers. Everybody in red is a coach uh, that brought out there. Guys either played currently or former pros. Uh, here we can see Alan Trejo, uh, who's been on the podcast, Rockies, uh, played at San Diego State. So uh, pretty good dude. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ricky getting interviewed by me. So, you know, I had to throw myself in there a little bit. You know, why, why not? You know, a little bit. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. Look at that Hope setup right there. Nice little CBS. Yep. J.P. Crawford, who uh, was just going to be there for a real quick. He was going to do maybe an hour. He stayed the entire time at the camp. Uh, as he said to me, this is really cool because it's not just a show and go. You're actually helping these kids making an impact. Like, and I think I love how interactive. I mean, when you have two big leaguers running the the infield station, dude, how right. it doesn't get too much better than that? I mean, like, you got Alan on. on the on the left side, and you got JP on the right side, and they're just so interactive and and very. I went out because I was kind of floating around. I went up to that station, and and just how interactive they were with the kids was. Yeah. Dude, these these kids were. And that's something that they'll, they'll take with themselves like they'll take that forever you know and 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 remember that moment and it and again it's all about paying back you know yeah. I, I we hope we see some successful kids and one day they're able to say like man because of jp crawford you know at the Ricky romero baseball camp i was able to do this or accomplish this so all that good stuff uh there you see noe ramirez too uh um out of uh ramona gardens uh coming out and helping out and he was very interactive too and and dude, it, it honestly, there's so much gratitude and so much uh, happiness going all around, and, and the way these guys went about their business, and it's 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 freaking awesome. Like, uh, so, who'd you work out with yesterday? Oh, World Series champion Jesse Chavez. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> you know, like, the best yeah. part. Hey, we did a we did a, a giveaway at the end, totally, and we we give a bit, a bunch of prices. Uh, Jesse just left his glove there and said, "Here you go." Um, let's see somebody <laughs> love. You know, Come and, on. and everyone, yeah. yeah. He's like, well, major, hey, major League Baseball would have loved to have that to raffle it off in their auction site. Uh, he's, like, right. he's like, here's my glove. Hey, guys. Yeah. Here, wow. He's like, he just left. He's like, all right, man. All right, I'll see you later, Rick. Thank you. Here, I'll, leave, I'll leave my glove here. You guys auction <clears> it off. Or we didn't even auction because we're not making money off it. We just raffled it off. And yeah. I was like, <clears> all right. And I'm like, dude, <clears> I hope. Whoever wins this realizes that this is this is big league leather. You just don't get this leather at, at a yeah. at chicks, you know, or, or dicks or whatever it is. Uh, dicks, 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 dicks. Chicks used to be used to be. Remember that store? Yeah, chicks. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's dicks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> chicks sporting goods. You don't have one? Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Anyway, we dicks. dicks sporting goods. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. And then uh, we also. Uh, so every kid, most everybody got something. Uh, we had raffles, a lot of cool different things. Uh, Blue Jays, great job by the Blue Jays. Sending Bo Bichette, uh, Vladdy Guerrero, real memorabilia. We had a bunch of different cool things out there. Uh, we had a, a Johan a Santana painting. We had one of those. You're an asshole. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Still waiting for it. Shout out to Albert Pujols. He sent a nice jersey. Yeah. With, uh, it's, I, I always it, yeah. find it fascinating when these dudes are. Uh, Autograph a jersey and then they they write all their accolades on it like twelve time all star three thousand hits I'm like Jesus Christ this is crazy yeah, <laughs> yeah. we have three thousand at bats yeah uh, totally we, we got to get you a shirt and a hat we'll send it out to you uh, for for Christmas a little stocking stuffer yeah 
So we'll send That'd that out. Great. See if there's if there's any whiskey left, I'll take some of that too. Okay, yeah, well, we can send a little care package to you. Uh, <laughs> definitely do that. Bethel has all those connections, dude. You, yeah, whatever you want, want, whatever you need. The mayor. He's got you. Yeah, we got you. Got we got you. you. So that'll be it. Uh, so that's pretty cool. That was a recap of the camp. So if you guys want more information, go to the Ricky Romero Baseball Camp uh, Instagram. Yeah. Ricky Romero Baseball Camp is the Instagram that has everything. And, hey, our, our group chat, Ace of SoCal, showed up. Uh, he had he was there. Everybody was involved. He, he did a great job running the account. So everybody was behind it. And I kid you not totally, as Ricky is on the field giving instruction, we had a Ricky Romero Foundation board meeting inside the dugout <laughs> God, I kid you, what is we created we created the ricky romero foundation board in the dugout we're like okay we have enough people here we have a quorum yeah somebody take minutes uh john who's one of ricky's uh friends that he golfs with is now running the paperwork to get the foundation going and nonprofit. he's like well i think somebody can charge I'm like, no no we want it all free john make it happen all free this is for for the kids for the kids yeah, for the kids yeah <laughs> Yeah, ain't nobody paying anything, including Ricky. Exactly. No, no, no. I will say this. I will say this. Ricky won't say it, but every single dollar spent on the camp this past weekend came out of Ricky's pocket. Um, we got we got some donations. Our good friend Ruben Polanco made a donation. Our senior Hernandez from Action Cleanup made a donation, but the rest of it was out of Ricky's pocket. And uh, I mean, we're not going to tell the kids that, but without it's awesome, Rick, what you did. And it, the cool thing was also your family was there. Like your mom, your dad, uh, the kid. Oh, your dad didn't show, but he was probably at his own game. But the kids were there. And it's like seeing your mom's face, Rick. Dude, I don't oh, think yeah. you noticed it, but man, that was really yeah. cool. Yeah, too. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool. I, I think, again, um, what I did, I lived it, um, you know, at a level that was unbelievable out of that area. Um, the odds were against me, but I have a chance to to uh, make these guys or make these kids believe that that it is possible, and I think uh, the coolest part was one of the coolest parts was what Cesar Ramos said at the end. Beto, um, he said, "Hey guys, you know, because we went all around saying for the guys to say something, and he said, hey, just remember, we were all of us right here that are standing in red shirts wearing your shoes at one point, mm. and look at us, we, we did it, we made it." And if, if we made it, it's possible for you guys to make it. And I thought that was freaking cool. Wow. You know, Caesar's not a man of many words. Mm -mm. He's pretty quiet and, you know, he keeps to himself. But when he said that, I was like, whoa, it, it's true. It's true. And and we wish I, I remember meeting Caesar at a, at a Dodger Elite little showcase, you know, that they used to do for inner city kids. Um, and and. I wish when we were that age, we were having this type of stuff, you know, and um, um so for him to say that and for those kids i feel like the whole like place kind of went a little quiet and yeah, they're yeah. like yeah and and jesse chavez followed up on that and he's like it's true we were all there we were all in those shoes at one point and we were wondering what was our next step and look at us now yeah so the, really cool all right let's move on through four as we wrap it up all right um there's some ridiculous money in baseball being thrown around totally if you're a pitcher yeah. right now Holy smokes! What are your Mets doing? I, I don't. I don't. Well, they're going to try to make a run for this thing. <laughs> I guess uh, the new ownership group has all the open uh, has the open checkbook. So I'm uh, I I'm not surprised by the money. I I do believe that there's a ploy with the new CBA coming down the pipe and uh, using it for leverage and negotiating tactics and all of that. But um, yeah, outrageous numbers. I mean, Jesus. What what, what did Scherzer's deal was? What, 40, 45 or 44 or something? 
How ridiculous. What are you going to do? At, at like 37 <laughs> years old, dude. Crazy. 37? Or, or 36, whatever yeah he's, thir- yeah, he's probably 36. Yeah, he'll be he'll turn thirty seven during the season. So, but that's ridiculous the amount of money. I mean, we've everybody yeah. always says it every single year. Oh, it's crazy the amount being thrown. But to a pitcher at that age, yeah. But but listen, it, who you? I'd rather have the players get it than all the owners. Oh I mean, yeah, the owners without, without get paid. Yeah, I mean it, that's the thing is like that. This is always my argument, right? Is who is the entertainment, right? The players are the entertainment. They should get compensated fair. And fair is relative when you start talking about what the whole economics of baseball looks like. And the economics of baseball is ridiculous right now. I mean, hell, I honestly, if, four or five years ago, it was a 14, 13, 14 billion dollar industry. So just imagine what it is now. You know, yeah. so the, the players deserve to be paid. 40, 43 is, is a lot. But uh, <coughs> hey, I don't mind the short term deals. I mean, they're on the hook for 130. Yeah. You're on the yeah. hook for 130. If something happens to Max, you you, you eat you eat yeah. 80 86 million and move along with your yeah. life. So he that's, is 37 years old. It's a three year hmm. 130. Uh, here's the details of it: 200 thousand if he's the MVP, 200 thousand if he wins the Cy Young, uh, if he wins a World Series MVP, another 150 thousand. All kinds of different bonuses. Uh, but he also gets four premium tickets to each home game. Really? I'm sure that was the kicker. Yeah, that's what really yeah. held it down, right? Yeah, that and the suite <laughs> on the road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but hey, good for you. Oh, hey, but it, it's true what, what Josh is saying. Hey, I mean, good for if, you guys. If it's out, get it and 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 shoot. Who cares what anybody says? I, I like the, the 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 what the Jays have done too. I mean, they went. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> they they're spending some money. You know, um, they went and got uh, Kevin Gosman and obviously re-signed Barrios to a big-time long-term extension. So I think they see the future. They see what they have, obviously, in, in Vladdy, Bo, Hernandez, and all the young cats on that team, uh, George Springer. So that's what you want, man, as a fan base. that's You want your team spending money and bringing guys in, and and, and you're, try, you're trying to win. So uh, what I'm curious <laughs> to see, though, and I'm sure our L.A. friends are, too, is what the Dodgers do because obviously they do. Seager's leaving or Seager left and in a lucrative deal. And you just have to wonder what if if that, you know, they, they've won for such a long time and they've been the dominant team in the NL West. You have to wonder if that window is slowly closing. <coughs> if it's like, all right, we have to kind of restart everything. I know they're a rich team, they have a lot of money, but I wonder if if it's, you know, if hey, hey, you know, hey, I, hey. Daniel Hudson, bro. Daniel Hudson jerseys are coming. Well, I, Rick, Rick, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I, I do. I, I often think maybe the Yanks might peel back too a little bit. Yeah. That, hmm. I mean, I, I now, I, I've, usually I those are the teams that are the most aggressive, right? Every offseason, oh, yeah. like it's, it seems like they've kind of. The, the one thing about the one thing about those those teams with kind of unlimited checkbooks is you notice how quiet they're being they're kind of linked to like certain players and i i believe you're right it goes one of two ways it goes their their mindset is okay well we've lost out on scherzer we've lost out on seager we've lost out on whoever else down the ways is do we peel back and kind of just take a deep breath for a year or two and reset our feet or are they being quiet because they're getting ready to make a bigger splash that nobody knows about because teams that like this is What's that? 
I said, there's one guy that's the big price right now, and that's Carlos Correa, yeah. obviously. Right. That's right. And it's like, is it a bidding war between the two of them? I don't know. I don't know that the Dodgers would ever sign him. I, I have no idea. They should. They should. Trevor Story is another one that could fill the void in, in Los Angeles. Like, yeah. there, there are guys, there are premium players still out there. But I mean, I, I do like. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I, I do like I do like the idea that that they are keeping it close to their vest and they're not really tipping their hand. Because let me tell you, one team that gave didn't give a shit about tipping their hand was the Mets. They made it very clear <laughs> what they were doing, who they were doing it to, and when they were doing it. And yeah. I mean, it, I like the tactic it. worked. The tactic worked because he could just write the he could he'll just outbid everybody. Right, I like it. That, that works, but when you got to be strategic. You got to, yeah. You can't just do that. You can't, you can't show your hand right out of the gate. Dude, what yeah. about Seager? I mean, to, we, Texas we, making moves. Seager, we, we've seen it. We've seen it a little bit with the Padres, you know, in the past yeah. where they came out and they're like, everyone's like, "Whoa, look at the moves!" Like, bam, you bring in Manny, you sign Tatis, you bring in all these top dogs, and then it just doesn't work out. Yeah, I, I've been like, on teams where that doesn't work out. Like you yeah. can't, you get too many superstars and egos in a room. It's a problem, yeah. right? And it's real. And mm -hmm. I, hey, wait, hey, I can't wait for the first conversation. Who's going to start opening day for the New York Mets? Jake Degrom <laughs> or Max Scherzer, right? Who? I, that's the conversation, me? and now it becomes me? a story. Now, Jake Degrom, one hundred percent. It's not even a yeah. conversation. No, it's not even a conversation. No, it's not even a conversation. That is the conversation. That's going to be the conversation. Hey, what, I, it hasn't been yet. What about the Angels making moves? They got Lorenzen. <clears throat> they got Thor. Your boy Perry making some moves down there. Yeah, Perry. I, hey, watch this team win. I'm telling you. Perry's got a knack. Yeah. I love Perry. He's got a knack. He's got the, like, he's got a set to, like, ah, what the hell? Let's try it. See if it works. It's kind of yeah. Alex's mentality. And mm -hmm. it, I watch so it work. I did put in the request for Perry Minnesota Angels GM to come on the podcast. Uh, they said once things settle down during free agency, we can talk again. So yeah, let's, let's wait till the strike. We'll wait till the strike. They're, they're in good oh, hands. Honestly, they're they're in good hands. He's he's slowly. It's it, what the thing is that it, it doesn't happen overnight. It, yeah. That team has a lot of money, like dead money. You know, a lot Oof. of dead money in certain guys that they invested in, and it just hasn't worked out. But. I think he's slowly gonna add pieces here and there, and and and, and I mean, yeah, it's gonna be. It's I don't think it's a year thing. It's, it's gonna be a couple yeah. years maybe before he gets <clears> guys support. in here and, and he gets what he wants. Yeah, so hot stove breaking up. So uh, next week or <clears throat> we're gonna do another podcast, and then after that we're gonna shut down for the rest of the year. Yeah, Josh, does Freddie Freeman sign with the Braves again? Ooh, yes, yes. That's that. That's the Alex Power move, dude. He'll wait him out. Freddie's not going to sign today, right? He'll write him out. He'll tell Freddie, "You love Atlanta. You've been here forever. You call me with the last number, and we do it." Like I guarantee, you, like in my mind, that's how that goes down. That's Alex. That's what Alex does. Alex is a, he's a master of that, and he's so good at it. And he has he has that skill to be able to call Freddie to say, "Freddie, listen, I know where you want to be. He won't lose him to is. LA." Because no. the Dodgers have money, I don't think he will. Dodgers need a first baseman. I don't. I don't think he will. That's my take. I, I really don't. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. So, so housekeeping. December seventh is going to be our last podcast of the year. So next week, 
next uh, the Tuesday, we will have our last podcast of the year. Then after that, I got to shut down because I'm doing a bunch of different things running around So for the rest of the year. So then we'll be back after that start of the year. And hopefully we got some news for you guys about the growth of the podcast. Continue to grow. Keep on going with you. Uh, the numbers have been good, man. So thank you guys so much for the support and the sharing it all over the world, especially our friends in Newfoundland and in the UK who've been watching us. So appreciate you guys checking out as always. So uh, once again, thanks everybody. Hope that was a, the, the Ricky Romero baseball camp. The Green Eye Bandit, Caesar, uh, taking pictures for us. He's... He's a great guy, great guy. But you know how there's always one thing wrong with somebody totally who's like super nice? There's always one thing wrong, right? Yeah. He has an Android. And when you have an Android phone, you just got to, mm. So. So you kicked him off the group text because it doesn't do the, it doesn't send it in blue? Oh, he's not even in the group chat because he has an Android. We won't, you won't even yeah. consider him. I respect that. I respect that. Uh, hey, but shout out to him. He did a tremendous job um, with, with pictures and stuff like that. Again, everyone just volunteering yeah, their time um, on a Sunday morning and afternoon and, and stuff like that. I, I hope everyone enjoyed it. And thank you again to everyone involved. And yeah. we hope to continue to see it grow. So, We're going to grow. Thanks again. Totally. I'm not saying June 4th, but maybe June 4th, save the date. June 4th, save the date. <laughs> I don't know what we're saving it for. But we'll just save the day, bro. Uh, we keep Let's on saving. Tolly, what are you up to this week? What are you like? You hunting? You like shoveling uh, snow? I mean, no, we got a little bit of snow out there, but I'll um, I'll do a little hunting maybe Saturday. A couple soccer games this weekend. We have a Hanukkah party tomorrow. Just... Dude, how cold are those soccer games? Well, they're indoor. Indoor. Oh, soft. oh, soft. Damn. Yeah, indoor. soft. So you're damn right. You can call me whatever you want. I'm soft. You are exactly right. Ricky, it was foggy this morning, man. It's a little cold. Yeah, it's a little it cold. It's 70? Season, yeah. it's 70, cold. yeah. Uh, I got my park on. I got my Woolridge pull-ups on. You guys have no idea. Hey, I'll, be in, I'll be in Toronto in two weeks, and I heard it's it's down in, like, the 20s right now. So Oh, it's freezing. Are you there? How long? Oh, all right. Well, that's all fair topic. Maybe, maybe we uh, we jaunt across the border or something. <laughs> we jaunt. All right, a. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, next to uh, next Tuesday. So for Ricky Romero and Josh Tully, go make sure you check out the Ricky Romero Baseball Camp uh, Instagram for all the information on what's going on with the camp and look at the picture. So see you guys. Been a pleasure. Adios, everybody. Good job, boys. See you guys.